Hey everybody, Willie Mayette, creator of Jazz Edge. Welcome to episode number nine of the Confident Improviser podcast. So today we're going to be talking about three easy song endings and you're going to learn some classic uh, endings that you can add to your arrangements. Uh, as usual, this podcast is uh, really best designed uh, to be in conjunction, used in conjunction with the Confident Improviser program found at Jazz Edge. Uh, if you want more information, just go back to theconfidentimproviser.com and you can get more information there and also catch replays of the podcast episodes as well. Um, so today we're going to be going through three easy song endings. Now, of course, remember the term easy is relative. What's easy to some will not be easy to others. So remember, take, take your time. You can listen to this over and over again if you're checking out the podcast. And if you happen to be a member of Jazz Edge, be sure to take a look at the video of this because it will be extremely helpful for you to be able to see exactly what it is that I'm doing. All right. So the first ending is this. Um, and, oh, and by the way, uh, all of these endings are designed to go at the end of the exercises. At the end of the lesson, I'm going to give you some other resources of some other lessons that are, are on the Jazz Edge site for endings. Uh, but these endings, I kind of built them and designed them to you know, work with the exercises that you already have been learning. That's not to say that you can't use these exercises at the end of songs. You most certainly can. Uh, and I actually, I use some of these um, uh, endings as well at the end of songs. I'm sorry, I think I said you can't use these exercises at the end of songs. I meant to say you can, you can use these endings at the end of songs uh, most definitely. All right, so first of all, ending number one, it goes from the four chord, right, to the one chord. So if we're in the key of C, we're going to go from an F chord, which in this case I'm going to play it as an F dominant 7th chord, and I'm going to resolve to my C. Now that C, by the way, that resolution chord could be a C major, it could be a C dominant, it could be a C minor. It really doesn't matter. Um, uh, the F7 to C works, whether going to F7 to C major or, or to C minor. Okay, So uh, in the right hand, I'm going to just come right on down the blues scale. Three, two, one, four, three, two, one, two, one. That's my fingering, right? And the no notes are C, B flat, G, G flat, F, E flat, C, B flat, C. So we get this. Okay? And it's usually best when playing this ending to retard the tempo as you go. Okay, so to retard means to go slower, right? So we instead of going, we kind of like slow it down as we go. And just hold that out. Now I'm going to show you examples of each of these three endings. So let's just move on for right now. That's the first ending. Ending number two is the Duke ending, and this is the Duke Ellington ending. You've probably heard it before. Right? Or... Right? So it's a, a very, very common jazz ending. Definitely something to uh, put into your practice routine. Now you could start up here on C. So right now I'm just playing left hand. It's C, then it drops down to E. F, F sharp, and then thumb on G, G, A, B, C, C, E, F, F sharp, G, A, B, C. You could also start with the C down here, and that would still be C, E, F, F sharp, G, A, B, C. 
And the way that I have it written here is like this. Going right into that C. But the reality is you could do this. See how I took a little bit more space in there, a little bit more time before I came down to this note. Now, once I hit this note down here, it's usually best to hit some kind of chord up here, maybe a C7 chord, maybe even a C major, major seventh, okay, C minor, whatever chord you want to end on, that's absolutely fine. You could also play it hands together. Now, the only thing with this ending is it doesn't really work well for minor. Okay, so if you're going to play it in minor, you're not going to want to come down to an E natural. You could come down to an E flat. And then hit a B flat up here or a B natural. Either one would actually work. So you could do that, although that's not your typical Duke ending uh, ending. So, um, so, you know, Duke Ellington ending is... Usually not played in minor, but you could tweak it to play it in minor. It'll make a little bit more sense when we get to the examples. And then the last ending, ending number three here, is we end on our uh, whatever the first note is of the exercise. So I'm playing a C here, and then I'm playing. That is a nice voicing right here. Let me break down this voicing and explain what I'm doing. First of all, left hand, just root five. So we're going up a half step. We're playing D flat major seven. Okay, so I'm playing a root five in the left hand, which is D flat and A flat, and then I'm coming down to a root five for C major seven. Root five, again, is C and G. So D flat and A flat, down to C and G. D flat and A flat, down to C and G. In the right hand, I am playing the third of D flat, the seventh, and the ninth. Those notes are F, C, and E flat. And this C right here is middle C, so you kind of know where it is on the piano. This is F below middle C, middle C, and an E flat. And then the right hand notes just come down a half step as well. So I'm playing E, B, and D in the right hand. So F, C, and E flat, then coming down to E, B, and D. That's all right hand. And you can play around with the, this rhythm as well. It doesn't have to be two quarter notes. So the way I have it written right now is one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. All right, it doesn't have to be that. It could be one, two. Uh, uh, uh. Or, uh, uh. Do that as well. A quarter note, two eighth notes. So you see how I can anticipate that C major. So that, that's a cool sound. Now there is an alternate ending to this, and rather than playing D flat major with the C natural, change that C natural to a C flat, and then change this B natural to a B flat for a C7. So this is a D flat seven chord going down to a C seven chord. And this C seven chord could also be minor as well, so I could change that thumb down here know is playing an E, I could play an E flat. So again, notes in the left hand exactly the same. D flat, A flat, C and G. Notes in the right hand, F, B natural or C flat, and E flat. And then resolving down to E, B flat, and D for C7. Or if I wanted to play C minor, it would be E flat, B flat, and D. 
So this ending obviously works well for our minor progressions. Okay, so here's an example uh, uh, for ending number one. So here I have the um, uh, exercise number eight, okay? So I have the, I'm sorry, exercise number nine it is. Uh, what, right, yeah. And so literally I could play the exercise, I go through it again. All right, this time I'm going to end. So I'm going to go to the F7. And then I end on the C. Right? So I literally just, as soon as I'm done with the exercise, rather than coming back and playing C again, I just go right into ending number one. So again, that would be F7. And then going to C. Okay? Oh, and I got to send a uh, shout out to my student, Joe. She had the idea of doing this ending podcast. So thank you, Joe, for that. All right. So here is ending number two. Uh, here I think I'm doing, uh, I forget exactly which exercise it was. I believe it was uh, number four uh, in the left hand here. So. So it's one of these exercises that has that bass line, all right? Um, so it might have been four, or it could have been number six as well. And you know what I'm going to do? I am going to find out for you right now. Um, it was not number, I believe it was number four. Let's just double check here. Yep, number four, okay? So this is exercise number four that I'm playing. Now, uh, for those of you who are listening to the podcast and can't see the music in front of me, uh, I have a C minor chord for one measure, and then in the second measure is an F minor chord for two beats and a G7 chord for two beats, okay? So it's C minor, F minor, G7, and C minor. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the exercise, right? So, right? And it would normally go back and play the exercise again and just keep looping it, okay? So what I'm going to do this time is I'm going to add on that Duke ending. Now, even though I said, hey, look, it doesn't really quite work all that well in minor, the point is try it, right? You never know what's going to work until you actually try it. And then once you try it, if you find out that it's like, eh, I don't really like the sound of it, then you can tweak it a little bit. So let's take a look at, uh, take a listen to what that sounds like. C7, right? So it's like, okay, she doesn't sound all that bad. Let's try it again. We'll do it one more time. And now the ending. This time I ended on a C minor chord. So I kind of, kind of mix these together and play around with it and figure out for my ears what I like the sound of. Remember, endings and intros, which you can also use these as intros as well, but we won't get into that today. But endings 
are, you, you know, it's almost like copying and pasting, right? Where you could like kind of copy the ending and you're like, ah, oh, let me paste it here, let me paste it here, let me paste it here. You could try putting it at the end of many different songs or exercises. It's not always guaranteed to work, but the only way that you're really going to learn what works and what doesn't work is to try different things out and kind of make some judgments for yourself based upon what it is that you hear. All right, so... One thing that I uh, circled in the music is this last note in the bass line. So the bass line uh, for exercise number four here is C, G, C up an octave, then G flat, F, F, G, and then going down to, to D, and then we're going to resolve down to this C down here. So we have the D right here, but the way that the ending is written, we got to come up to our up to the C up here, and it's going to sound a little bit weird to do that, so... Hear how it sounds like, a, like an awfully big jump? So in that case, as I said in that Duke ending, we could either play this note here or down here. So you want to pay attention to where you're leaving off in the bass line and make sure that the ending that you're going to choose is not some dramatic jump, all right? So if I go from D up to C there, that's going to sound like a big jump versus if I go D to C right there, right? So just remember to pay attention to pay attention to where you're ending and making sure that you're not doing these large uh, skips or jumps uh, in your bass line. The other thing is, what if we tried this uh, exercise along with ending number one, right? But then ended on minor versus major. Well, let's try it. One more time. You can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. That, 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 would, that would work out fine. What you might want to do in that case is rather than going G and then down to D like that, just play the G twice and then go to the F. So that sounds like this. F, F, G, G, F7. And then play C minor. You can play a full C minor chord. It would probably sound better than just doing the, uh, the root three shell. Okay. All right, so point is you can mix and mingle these endings and try out different stuff. All right, let's take a look at the last one, which is ending number three. Uh, so this is using exercise number, uh, uh, exercise two, all right? So we, uh, sorry. Okay, so we have our simple bass line down here in the left hand, just C, E flat, F, G, right? So take a listen to this. I'm gonna play the exercise and then go into the ending. Listen to how cool this sounds. It's pretty sweet, huh? That's a nice sound right there. All right, so what's going on? Well, it, I'm literally just playing the exercise and as soon as I'm done with the exercise, I go right into ending number three, but remember, I'm gonna play that first note of the exercise. Now, in ending number three, I wrote the first note as a C up here. Obviously, if you're playing the bass line and it's starting down there, that's the C that you play. You play the lower one. You play this one down here. So you're not gonna do this. 
and then come up to this C up here, and then play. That's not going to make sense. So instead you do. Go to the lower C, hold that out two beats. There's the anticipation. You could also play that two or three times like that. So it would sound like this. One, two. All right, so you see uh, in the right hand, I just went up an octave, went up an octave, went on, up an octave. And I kept the left hand where it was. I could have gone up an octave with the left hand as well. Right? So hopefully what you're hearing and, and understanding is it's absolutely okay to play around with these endings and to try and figure out new ways of utilizing them, right? So you don't want to just have the ending just be one ending that you use one way, play around with it. So the best way of doing that is take these three endings and try adding them to the end of any of your exercises. Now I have said it inside of the lessons, but in case you've missed it, you can always just end your exercise by going right back to the very first note that you played in the accompaniment and just hold it out. So in this case, just go back to C and hold it out for like, I don't know, two, three, four beats, and then, you know, take your hand off, right? So that's the easiest ending that you could do, is just play that first note, hold it out. But if you want to try adding on some of these other endings, I think you're going to find that it really elevates your, um, uh, you know, it elevates your, you know, the sound of the exercise. It makes it also a little bit more fun. It starts to sound like, okay, there's a nice closing out of the exercise. Um, there is one other thing I want to say on, on ending number three, because remember we also had that, we also had that major one as well. So where would that one work? Well, if you have any major progression, like, you know, in exercise number eight or number nine, okay. Uh, here's number nine. And then what, remember what you want to do is you don't want to go down to a bass line like that, right? Hit the C down here if that's not part of the exercise. You want to play the first note of the accompaniment in the exercise, all right? So the accompaniment in exercise number nine, again, is the root three on C, root seven on A, root three on D, root seven on G. So when I'm going to play that first note of the exercise, right, that it says in this um, half-step resolution ending, that means I'm going to go to C and E. I'm going to play that chord shell. I'm not going to come down here and play a single note bass line because this exercise is not using the bass line. So again, it would sound like this. Play the first two notes. And then now I come down to my D flat major seventh, down to C major seventh, okay? So it's... And the beauty of, of this ending and all of these endings is that it should not matter if you have a large hand or a small hand reach, okay? Whatever your reach is, you should be able to hit all of these 
uh, relatively easily. The, the, the largest stretch is this in the right hand, F, C, and E flat, but honestly, that should be fine for most people's hand size. So, it's, so they're very versatile endings uh, for all types of players. All right, so some other ending uh, lessons. Take a look at the Jazz and Blues Made Easy course. Take a look at lesson number 25, Three Easy Blues Endings out of my Noble Guide to Jazz Piano. And I also have an Intros and Endings course as well. So there are many, many different options for you to be able to learn a whole bunch of different endings and introductions at the Jazz Edge site. All right, so that's it for uh, our podcast. If you have any questions as a member of the Confident Improviser, remember you could always join in on Thursdays and ask me questions live. All right, so that's it. Have a good one, guys. I'll see you in the next episode.